Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post. Live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg. I'm joined by two of my partners in crime. We got the professor in the building. What's going on, Professor Jay? Guess who's coming to dinner? What's up, <laughs> fellas? What's up, fam? Let's get it going tonight. I'm excited. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. And, and excellent tribute to the man, the yes, myth, sir. the legend, Mr. Sidney Portier. That's right. I got my brother, Big Ed, in the building. What's going on, Ed? How you feeling this evening, partner? Well, I'm not going to jump off any bridges, so I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good to see you, too. This is always this is always good when we can when we can just get into the lab, literally, with the professor and you, Big Reg, the knower of all sports. So let's do oh, this. Amen. All right. Well, tonight we're going to do some real quick, quick hits. Of course, we got to talk about the college football championship, the NFL with week 18 review and talk about the wild card preview. Hit on the NBA and hopefully we'll have one of our NBA uh, fellas join us a little later on. And of course, the professor's in the building, so we got to have the post takes in our final post of the evening. So as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy post on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. All right, fellas, a couple of quick hits. Uh, I know it's probably sneaking up on a lot of people, but the Olympics are a little over three weeks away, the Winter Olympics. A lot of people don't pay attention to the Winter Olympics, but the Winter Olympics start the first week in February. And I just there was a heartwarming story out there that most people will probably either never hear about or it just goes by real quick. Olympic speed skater Brittany Bow, who is the top-ranked U.S. long oval female speed skater in the world, gave up her position to race in the Olympics in the 500 meters to allow the U.S. top-ranked 500-meter skater Aaron Jackson make the team. Uh, if y'all remember a few weeks ago, I, I mentioned that Jackson became the first black woman to win a world cup event in speed skating. Mm -hmm. And she's won actually four of eight races this year. So she is actually one of the top ranked 500 meter skaters in the world. But unfortunately in the Olympic trials and, and a lot of sports people say, especially for the U S that the U S Olympic trials is sometimes harder than the actual Olympic games. She slipped in the finals in the U.S. Olympic trials, and it came in third, and they only guaranteed the top two positions place. So Bo, who had already qualified in the 1,000 and 1,500, winning both of those races, which are her better races, long races, told Jackson to come up to the uh, place where they were going to announce the final uh, Olympic team and gave her her 500 meter spot. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and she really said is. she just did what was right. And she was also doing what she thinks is best for the team because she thinks Aaron gives him the best shot of winning a medal uh, in the 500 meters. 
Wow. So wow. I had to put that's out beautiful. That. That's, that's yes. good stuff. You don't hear that every day. Right. Yeah, you yeah. sure don't. That's off. Gonna give a shout out to the Baylor men's basketball team. Uh, after winning the national title last year, <clears> when a lot of people didn't think they were, and they lost three of their top five players. They are still number one in the nation this year and have been the number one ranked men's basketball team uh, for several weeks. So shout out to what they're doing down there. And I can't forget about the ladies. And Dawn Staley and the University of South Carolina Lady Gamecocks are number one with a 15-1 and record doing their thing. So um, we haven't talked much college basketball because their season's been real crazy with all the COVID cancellations and all that. But we will get into them as the uh, NCAA football season has gone by. Quick, quick, since this quick hits, quick answer. Do you think uh, they're going to repeat as champions, national champions, either team? I have not seen Baylor play this year. Mm -hmm. But if they play half the defense they played last year, Mm -hmm. they're going to be a problem when they get into the tournament because they won the championship last year, Mm -hmm. not because they had the best offense. Their defense was tenacious all the time. Mm-hmm. So if they play that kind of defense, they're going to be a problem, and they got every right because they got that confidence coming in. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as South Carolina, South Carolina probably should have beat Stanford last year. Remember, they missed that last second shot that bounced off the rim and fell out. Right. So I think they're going to try. I think they got a good shot of winning it this year, assuming they don't have any issues with COVID. Good stuff. Well, I think- last but not least. This Novak Djokovic scenario <laughs> is taking a life of its own, man. I mean, that's sneaky right there. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> this is crazy what they're mm-hmm. doing now. Um, last time we spoke, we said we told you he got a special exemption. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as that news broke in Australia, the citizens went nuts. They were not happy. So the prime minister stepped in. Prime minister said. The Tennis Federation and the uh, uh, province of Victoria, which is inside the actual country of Australia, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the state, does not govern what happens federally to allow people into their borders. Mm -hmm. So they detained them at the airport. They kept him at the airport for like eight hours, took his visa, and then put him in an immigration hotel. (laughs) You, You know what that is. And they gave him a choice. It's like, either you're going to stay here with no contact to anybody, or you can leave, but you got to go home. Right. So he filed a lawsuit. Now, an Australian federal judge said what they did to him, he didn't like and didn't give him proper due process. And because Novak had proof that he had COVID in December, that that satisfied the state of Victoria and the tennis thing, but the federal government still ain't done with them. Right. They still have the ability to come in and supersede what this federal judge said and said, look, we're just going to, this guy's not vaccinated. We don't want him in our country. So they still work with that. And as of this afternoon, um, part of the uh, visa information that he filed while he was coming here said that he had been, home um he lives in uh monte carlo most of the time and they've got images of him in yugoslavia which is his home country and some other country within that time frame 
So it sounds like they just going, look, we don't care what you do. We just want you to leave and not make us look bad. So keep tuned. The Australian Open starts January 17th. So that's this coming Monday. So we'll see if they'll actually be able there to uh, play in the tournament. Yeah, we'll see. Because like you say, it ain't over yet. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. I think it's I think it's over because I actually listened to that uh, press conference pretty much the entirety when the when the president first came out and announced that. And he basically and he said and, and verbatim, look, I don't care who you are. It doesn't make a difference who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we have laws. So I'm I'm actually surprised. If, well, I guess I, I am surprised and then I'm not surprised that a federal judge jumped in. Maybe some money was involved in that. That's that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. 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 We'll, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. And now both prime ministers, the prime minister of Yugoslavia is going at it with the prime minister of Australia. And the, the prime minister of Yugoslavia said, please don't. He's one of our national treasures. Please don't embarrass him and treat him badly. Because they was pissed that they had him in the same detention center that they got refugees and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I got a private house and I'm already renting. Just let me go to the house and I'll stay in the house. He's like, nah, you're going in. (laughs) Yeah, there was a a young lady that was uh, a star as well. And I think she did go back home. I forget her name, but they reported on her too. She was detained in the same place, but she decided to go ahead and go back home. Yeah, she was one of the top doubles players in the world. She was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. So it's going to be interesting. All right, so I know everybody's waiting to hear Ed Nye's take. So let's just go ahead and talk about this college championship game. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to start out by saying congrats, congrats, congrats to the University of Georgia and Kirby Smart for winning the national title. By far, for this season, they have been the most dominant best overall team in the country throughout this year. They had one major hiccup, and that was in the SEC championship game where Bama got them. And for sure, um, they were the better overall team. Now we also got to be real with you guys. Facts are facts. Alabama lost their number one receiver in that SEC championship game against Georgia. So he was already out. That was 32 days ago when John Mechie hurt his knee, ironically, in the second quarter. In the college football semifinals, they lost a starting cornerback. They also lost their uh, right guard and right tackle. Now, the right guard and right tackle played in the championship games, but they weren't healthy. And then you lose your other 1,000-yard receiver, Jameson Williams, in the second quarter in the championship game. Georgia won the game, but they weren't facing a full squad, not even close to a full squad. Not Big Reg, t- go ahead and address BJ because he don't put it out there. You see it. He put it out there. It's not <laughs> facts. Facts aren't excuses. <laughs> the DB started not their first string uh, corners, 
not their second. They were starting their third and fourth string corners because their whole DB group had been decimated throughout the year. The running backs, Brian Robinson was the starter, yeah, but our second and third and fourth running back are all hurt. They had wide receivers playing running back. These are just facts. Georgia did their job, and shout out to Stetson Bennett, who in the fourth quarter made two big drives and took advantage of the inexperienced cornerbacks, and they got the job done. I'm not going to make any excuses, any excuses. Georgia won the game. Congratulations. People don't know this, but I actually, I actually love Kirby. I mean, I like Kirby Smart. I mean, he did a lot. He put in a lot of work at Alabama. A lot of success came our way as the direct result of Kirby Smart. And he's done himself and that university really, really well. And pr- they should be all proud of him that he's there. Um, now, saying all that, and I will say, like you did, Big Reg, I think this year, overall, Georgia, from the beginning to end, had the better overall team. Alabama had the two best players on the field, but Georgia had the better team. Um, And I just think that, look, we again, we talk about this all the time on our show, and even news, national media talks about this. Football like most sports, but particularly football, is a game of attrition. And normally, who's ever healthy at the end of the year wins the, wins the football game. I'm not putting excuses out there either, Big Reg, because, look, you know, like we always say, if someone goes down, another person has to step up. But we're not talking about professional athletes here. Even though the, the, these teams are run like professional sports, they're not their kids. And and they need they need development and they and no one knows how who's going to develop at what pace. You might have a Jalen Waddle that comes in as a freshman and just explodes on the scene and can handle you know a large capacity you know uh, a large capacity and, and go around like a star. But then you other you also have players like B. Rob. It might take him a while to develop four or five years. So look, this was I've been watching I've watched every Alabama game for the since 2011. Since since the fall of 2011, I've watched every Alabama football game, and I've I, there's a lot of games that ended when I was just extremely disappointed and frustrated. But I can honestly say that I was not frustrated at the end of this game. I was just like, "Hey, they did they they did their thing. They did what they could. You know, we had we we should. If you're an Alabama fan, you should be extremely happy that you have." two bona fide superstars on one on the defensive side, one on the offensive side and plenty of young talent ready to come step up next year. So I wasn't even disappointed in the result. Again, a lot of that had to do with who was on the other side and I was happy for Kirby. I was disappointed that we didn't get the win. I want to win every game, but again, sometimes you, sometimes the better team wins. So I'm going to go back to my, original take on this when we were previewing the game and i always felt and still do it comes down to who plays quarterback better bryce had his heisman trophy winning game a few weeks ago you know when they beat georgia you know the first time hats off to him but just like carolyn just mentioned we've seen him play better 
And last night, I know their injuries. There were things. Hold going on, hold on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Before you go yeah, further, yeah, Bryce yeah, Young. Yeah. Uh -huh. Once Williams went down, Bryce Young hit multiple players who had to come in and didn't perform. Um, the sophomore um, tight end dropped the touchdown. Big Reg, you, you didn't let me finish. I was getting okay. I'm to sorry. That. I'm sorry. I was I'm getting sorry. to that. Be because if you let me finish, you'll hear that part my bad, of the my argument. Bad, my bad, my bad, so, my bad. yes, he had plays, players, where he hit on the money. The score should have been a lot different than it was even going into the fourth quarter. You had players that at halftime, when they interviewed Saban, he said, our young receivers are going to have to step up. Players are going to have to step up. They're going to have to put on their big boy pants, and they're going to have to make the plays. They didn't make it. So Bryce, I'm not at all saying he was at fault for what happened, but still, at the end of the day, when you look at the numbers of a quarterback, they would have been a whole lot different had those plays been made. Now, I agree with a lot of people. Alabama will be back. It's like they win every other year anyway. It's tough to go back to back. But I think last night we have seen him do things better, even if you go back to the first Georgia game in which they they still brought the press in the in the rush against him but it just seems like he handled it better even getting the ball out in certain situations he threw up a couple of prayers last night that both ended in interceptions and one was a pick six so those things have to also be magnified as well i just think that it's unfair though i i, I honestly think it's unfair because if you watch that game and if you watch the sec championship game he was not under duress like he was last night. Last night, Kirby was like, and, and, and the defensive coordinator who's on his way to Oregon this morning for Georgia, he said it. He brought his guys together and said, this, when Williams went down, he said, this changes everything. Because if you watch that one play with Williams, Bryce actually, that was a bad throw. Again, he was under duress. But that was actually a bad throw because Williams was open by 20 yards. But all I'm saying is the man took a beating and he still kept he still kept it. He had one the last throw when it was when he they had a chance to come and tie the game and potentially go into overtime. Maybe that was a that was a OK, I'll give you that. That was a bad throw. But again, yeah, that was, was a still, Taylor Heineke throw. Yeah, right there. That was that was a bad throw. But if you look at the totality of his game, if it, I mean, just just being in the game. It was all on him. He he had no time, literally no time to sit back in that pocket, scan. Like the, the time that the, his counterpart had, he didn't have anything close to that. And he didn't have anything close to that technically in the begin in the SEC championship game, but he had a little more time. So I just think it's unfair to, to come down on Bryce. People, even the national media was saying, well, we've seen Bryce play better. Well, yeah, I, I've seen him play better against Sisters of the Poor. But, but he hey, wasn't playing. People say I'm not coming on, down rip, rip, rip. on him by just pointing out some of the deficiencies in his game last night. We know he can play better. Real quick, as far as Bryce playing better, y'all do realize that Bryce was 35 for 57. So way over 50% passing for 369 yards. If you factor in all the drops and a couple of them were bomb passes that he put it right in the player's hands. He would have yep. thrown for over 500 yards yeah. in that yeah. game and had multiple yeah. touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Stetson Bennett threw two fourth-quarter touchdowns. Give him that. But Stetson Bennett was only 17-26 to 26 for 224 yards. So Bryce outplayed him. 
Bryce outplayed him, and Bryce was hit 30-something times at six feet, 190 pounds soaking wet. And you know what you alluded to? One team had a running game, the other team did not. That also mm-hmm. hurt in the fourth quarter as well. The line yeah. of scrimmage and won and lost. The, the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. that Georgia won the line of scrimmage battle. Yeah, the de- I Georgia, think the defense definitely won it for uh, Georgia. Yeah, and they attacked that right side of uh, Alabama's offense because they knew that the right guard and the right tackle were playing, but they were injured. Yep. So, I mean, Georgia won. Georgia was the best team. That's the first thing I know. I was about to say, yeah, that's the team best team day. all year long. Mm-hmm. And then once Williams went down, as the defensive coordinator said, that changes everything because Alabama was still leading there. They ramped up the pressure on the quarterback because they knew none of their young receivers could get open. None. And that's why Bryce chucked a couple of those balls out. Yeah, and we're not even sure if Bryce terrible. threw the wrong ball or if the yeah. young receivers didn't run the right route. Yeah, their routes were terrible. And, and there was one player, and I'm not going to mention his name, but there was one player that had his worst game that I've ever seen him play at Alabama. He blew blocks, which caused at least one sack that I remember. He didn't run routes correctly, was one receiver on one of the routes that early on that caused the interception where it looked like he couldn't get away from the uh, DB that was in front of him and Bryce was throwing a timing route and this dude was five, four yards short because he couldn't get any separation from the DB and he entered the transfer portal today after his horrible game so it's just, it is what it is it, it's not excuses yeah BJ, you're way off yeah, that's, BJ, that, that that's, and that's, BJ that's, listen to the show, if you we're listen not making, to us we're not making excuses and again these are just our, but, but again that's your opinion you, yep. what you're entitled but, to hey, but Ed, to the to to your point, BJ, you one of our normal listeners. These guys have said even when close wins that the injuries factored in, even though. So that's not really true. They didn't just bring that up from last night. We've been talking about that since Alabama started having significant injuries. So that's that part isn't true. So I had to point that out to you. But but shout out to the SEC. Yes. Who real quick. Won. Go ahead. I was going to say real quick to BJ's point. I think, and this is the point that I had earlier in our group chat, Alabama's just so, well, in many's eyes, so perfect. It's kind of like an assembly line of players, like one man down, next man up, kind of like uh, T2. Like, somebody just pops up and just starts playing good because y'all just have, have had in the past such a great system where it's, you know, everybody's pretty much like, you know, NFL ready that it was like, yeah, it's a couple of men were down, but so I mean, just next man up. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like the way y'all talk about it, though, it does. It doesn't work <laughs> no, like that. First of all, Alabama lost four number one picks that all starting this year in in the NFL. They lost. No, 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 picks. no. They had eight of the top thirty four picks well, in last year's okay, draft. If you want to go past eight the first of the round, top yeah. thirty four. And they still made it to the championship game. Look, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, exactly my the, point. Best, the best team law, the best team won. But that's how it happens sometimes. We won last year. So it's all good. What what, what <laughs> again? The SEC has won 12 of the last 16 national championships. And how many was Bama's? Six of those 12. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. It's the SEC. It just means more there. And now Georgia gets to put on that crown that LSU put on two years ago. We'll see how that see works. how heavy it is. So Kirby you know, said it. But Kirby said it. Kirby said he had they he hopes his team understands what's coming and he doesn't know if the players return and understand what's what's what yeah, they're gonna yeah. face next year. So he knows because Kirby's been in the chain, he knows right. he's, he's been around mm-hmm. championships. The and even Kirby said the after the game, Bama had a lot of injuries. This was on his in his on field interview when they asked him how to feel to win a championship after losing it three years ago. He said, Well, Bama did have a lot of injuries. That's the first thing out of his mouth. So mm-hmm. even he knew. Yeah. So but even before still, that defensive player was still down to the wire, kind of. But carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Listen to uh, looking Michigan forward to Wolverine. 2020. <laughs> looking forward to 2022. Um, three of the top five preseason ranked teams, of course, Bama, Georgia, hmm. Texas and mm-hmm. <clears throat> So we're coming back strong anyway. Yeah, All right. Let, let, let's go uh, talk about this NFL. Let's. And, man, the, the big major story in NFL every year after the final games, um, some people call it Black Monday. I don't like that terminology. <laughs> right. Why it's got to be right. black to be bad. So, so mm-hmm. I, I term it Bloody Monday. Bloody Monday. <laughs> Because that's when people get the axe. It mm-hmm. fits better. Sometimes on Tuesdays. So, and, yeah. And, 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 and it's yeah. to Tuesday this week. Yeah. It should have happened, Monday, it but judge, it's been right. to Tuesday. It was uh, Judgment Day. So, So, of course, we already had the Las Vegas Raiders had to get rid of Rudin because of his situation. We had the Jacksonville Jaguars have to get rid of their quarterback because of his situation. So we were already two teams down. The Denver Broncos fired their coach, Fangio, after their game Saturday. So we were three down. The next two weren't surprising. The Bears did what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. They not only fired coach Matt Nagy, they fired the GM who's responsible for putting that crap together. So they cleaned house. Mm Mm-hmm. Then when I heard the Vikings let Zimmer go, I wasn't surprised. But when I heard they let Spielman go too, I was like, okay, so they clean the house too. Clean the house. That's how you should do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you bought in these bad contracts, and I'm not going to, I'm going to leave the player alone. But you bought in this bad contract that we saddled with for next year. All y'all got to go. The New York Giants, I got to give them their class organization when it comes to perception. They allowed Dave Gettleman to resign, mm-hmm. to retire. Good move. Because they was going to yeah. ask him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was insisted sh- upon that he retire. Yeah. <laughs> Heavily time, insisted. Yeah, it's time for you to go, you know, take care of the grandkids and hit the golf course. Mm-hmm. The fact that they didn't fire their coach, Mr. Judge, uh, Monday, was a little bit of a shock. But then it started coming out that, hey, they're having they're running by potential GM candidates by Joe Judge. And that's when the people's like, oh hell no, nah. ain't no good GM gonna come in here and take this guy, right? And you ran mm-hmm. him by, yeah. So, no, nah. 
Joe Judge got the axe today because I'm sure they made a couple of calls for interviews. It's like, oh, no, I'm not coming in there talking to you. And this guy <laughs> is giving the influence of where I'm coming in. Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> to, to be honest, I think he hung himself with them comments the past two weeks. Like, you know, yeah, yeah I understand you're trying to, you know, <clears throat> rev up the troops, but that ain't the way to do it. <laughs> he saw the writing on the wall, man. So he was like, I'm going to go out the way I want to go out. And that's basically how his team looked Sunday, too. They looked mm-hmm. like they were, they wanted to put him out of his misery because you there pin, was no effort yeah. from that you team. You pin down at your you, own you, five and you decide to run it four yeah, times. No you know, but, but you know what? We knew he was going to get fired when he got home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because when he got no yep. sense, like, yeah, I remember because yeah. we, we were sitting, we, we were doing our show at the time and we were like, how did this? And then we went through the, you know, the minority thing and what, how, look at this, look at this crap. But we already knew he was going to get fired because of who his GM was and some of the decisions that his GM made. And so, mm-hmm. look, bad begets bad begets bad begets bad. So he's 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 he good, good. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the shock of the day yeah. and. I don't know why I was shocked because it happens all the time in the NFL. And as uh, BJ said, it, it's a shame that black coaches get treated the way they get treated in the NFL. But the Miami Dolphins let go of Brian Flores. After two winning seasons. Now, and, and those are the only two seasons you can really count him on. Because if you remember his first season, what was the tagline for Miami? Tank We're Tua. tanking for Tua. Tank Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The front office was purposely trying to lose. Actually, they traded away the few good pieces that they had to other teams to get draft picks because they didn't want to win and they wanted to get the number one pick. And Brian Flores almost threw a wrench in that because he won the four of the last five games that year and they ended up with the what the fifth or sixth pick, but they yeah, still the ended pick. up with Tua. Mm-hmm. So so then you add the next two years, we actually, okay, you in control, you're trying to win. The man wins 10 games and nine games. And if you deal with what he had to deal with this year, where the organization was openly pursuing Deshaun Watson for half the season, and you got a young quarterback that who you were pulling in and out of the games last year with mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. how do you think he was feeling this whole – and this guy held it together – to win nine games, win eight of the last nine games once all that nonsense went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm not going. I'm not even going to talk about the the black component in in this whole situation. But I am going to because we we can go into that in 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 detail. But I am going to say I was listening to Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson. He he's the architect of the Cowboys Hall of Fame football coach, and he said something very interesting. He said he got he said. One of his uh, mentees called him when he was considering leaving University of Miami, Butch Davis, and he was going to, and he was on his way. He was considering going to Cleveland. And Jimmy Johnson said, he told him this. He said, go to Cleveland. Get money because you're going to get fired in two years. <laughs> and, and once you get fired, you can come back to college and coach. Right. And, and, and the interview was like, well, what do you mean by that? He said, Everybody wants to go to the NFL. Everybody's talking about these NFL jobs, right? But no one talks about the organization. Who's the player? Who's the GM? 
Who's the owner? What kind of stability exists in the organization? Those are the things that you should be looking at when you when you when these young coaches, particularly black coaches, because they're on a they're they're these five year contracts are myth. They're really on two year contracts, maybe three, usually one. So they got to really consider who's calling, who's on the other end of that line. And what why do you want? Why should I interview for this job? Because it's 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 a it's a bloodbath. But again, like the Hall of Famer said, he said his situation in Dallas doesn't happen all the time. But he, he but he does advise you to go get that check because you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired. That goes into a deeper, a much deeper consideration, because when we talk about the state of the African-American coach in the league, and that's the standpoint that you take if you're anybody else, then what is the mentality of coaches that when you agree as an African-American to take on these jobs, you already know that you don't have as much power. You already know that you have a shorter leash. You already know that if you don't get things right, you know, the first couple of years and we're talking couple of years. And like you just said, normally it's one. Then they're out of there. But then what does that do to your psyche as a coach when you look at the league and you know that you coach better than the retreads that keep getting interviews, keep getting put in those positions? They get to bring all their boys, their staff along, and then you mm-hmm. sitting on the sidelines waiting for your phone to call to even get a, 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 a not a coordinator job but a positions job. And then you might say, well, college is – better for me but then not so great there either so it's just coming down to the point where we have coaches that are so qualified but those doors continue not to be kicked wide open for us what do we do in that situation to change the narrative moving forward yeah and to an even bigger point i mean the hopefuls like eric and eric b enemy or byron leftwich they see this going on they're like do i really want a head coaching position in the NFL, if I'm going to get asked like that, even when I, you know, put together winning seasons for you, like I still like, you know, fear like getting axed. That's that's not cool. Then it just becomes what Ed says: get money, get the money, get that head coach paying paycheck. Let Let's be real. Most head coaches have a huge ego, so they figure that they can change the situation if they get not. A hundred percent of a real shot because they know they're not going to get it there. If they give them seventy to eighty percent of a real shot to actually implement their system, they feel like they can make another enough of a impression on them that they can become the next Mike Tomlin and be with some be somewhere for a long, long period of time. But the reality, it takes the organization, right? I was about to because, say, not every organization is Pittsburgh, right? Because okay. the things that are coming out about Flores now, he was too tough. He was right. hard on the player. He ain't want to listen. Like, think about that. None of he that was what? coming out when they were winning, but all right. of a sudden, now that he's gone, now he's this type of player, which that messes up his future hireability because when some of these bums like Joe Judge and the guy mm-hmm. that was the Jets coach with the crazy eyes, you don't ever hear them talk about their character in a way that they mm-hmm. talk about African-American coaches, and then mm-hmm. it ruins their ability to get their next job. I mean, you Jim Caldwell. We brought up Jim Caldwell yeah, just two Jim weeks Caldwell ago. Put the, he was Lovey a phenomenal Smith. coach. Lovey hey, Smith. Lovey Smith. 
But they got to settle for coordinator jobs at best. But you know what? Now everybody don't got Dion's paper. But I, I here's what I here's what I put on the table. Let some of these coaches go back to the HBCUs. Start recruiting like Dion. Start building them. Start building powerhouses in in, in the HBCUs. You, the money will follow. The money in today's world. This isn't 1960. This night. This night. This is not 1970. The money will follow, because at the end of the day, everybody wants to win, and if everybody wants to win, they want to come down there and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come to those HBCUs. Those those HBCUs are gonna be be built up to a level of what we're seeing, like we saw last night. It it what I'm saying. There's there's a place where you can feel welcome. There's a place where you can perfect your craft. The money you might take a hit. Like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to t- tell anybody to take less than what they're worth because you got to know your worth. Like I said, you got to know your worth. But I just think that all organizations, like you said, since it's not built like Pittsburgh, you know, you know, I can't name one. How many black coaches are left? <laughs> <clears throat> I completely agree with you. It's 2022. If coaches, if black coaches can't get a fair shake now, then we might as well go back to these HBCUs. I completely agree. Build them mm-hmm. up and do what we have to do on the inside so we can start to take over where we need to. They're not showing us the proper love. There's no reason in the world my man should have got fired. When he, I didn't even read it on social media. I felt it in my soul. I was, I was just getting out the shower. I said, wait, something ain't right. <laughs> Let me go log in. And then I immediately saw this foolishness. So I agree with yeah. you. At least we need to retake. We need to go where we're welcome. At least we may not make the monetary value. Maybe some of the higher ups can put something together to kind of chip in money. Dion got a little bit of a pull. But to actually pull off what Dion is trying to do, he needs to talk to some of these coaches. He needs to talk to some of these higher paid individuals so they can actually pull this off because you're going to have to take care of the coaches first before you actually take care of those facilities. Them kids not going to the facilities if the coach ain't right. So uh, I agree with you, Ed. I mean, look then at what Bradley did with uh, Hugh Jackson, to your point. So, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of trending now. It's, yeah. It's coming. Dion showed them a formula, and everybody laughed at Dion when he took that job. <clears throat> And Dion said in the beginning, this is not about me, and this is not just about Jackson State. I want all these historically black colleges to come up. Now, that takes the coaches who have been there grinding to kind of back up and stop seeing Dion as a threat mm-hmm. and work with them. And some of these young coach, black coaches who want to be head coaches, that is a good training ground if you want to put it that way yeah, and they can yeah. actually give back to their communities and help restore these organizations that's a fine idea and um, but fellas let, 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 let's let's think even larger than that because if we're talking about the hbcus because come on I, I want morehouse to actually have a team like so yeah i, I want that to happen but i also want to say let's talk about changing the narrative of the nfl itself if you look across the league who is the majority of the talent who is bringing the people into the seats 
if it's our players that are doing it, our sons are, are busting their tails to get to that level, to make that money, to make that prestige, let's just not transform HBCUs, but let's transform the league as well. Let's let's bring up uh, uh, all of our prominent uh, billionaires, African-American billionaires and multimillionaires to put something together. Work with folks like The Rock over at the XFL. You got the USFL coming back, I believe. Let's start putting some rivals in place that could actually take the talent that we're producing and not give it to the NFL. Then we can start seeing that real change yeah, take place that's, that's because then our coaches will get promoted in these leagues that are now rivaling the NFL and taking some of that billion dollar pie that they got. Because you know what? The TV rights, all that money, stadium deals, uh, state and local governments, all of that stuff will follow. Because if we go back to the way it was back in the day, Ed, 60s, 50s, and you look at how the league was playing then. Nah, tell me that go, that's going to compare today to the athletes they got. They wanted to keep us out because they know we're going to bring in all that money. But now they keep it from us. Man, man I could go on, but y'all mm -hmm. know how we roll. We're going to tell the <laughs> truth on this show about what's going on in sport. Oh, yeah. It's going to take it's going to take multiple billionaires to back a plan like that. And that could work. That's the only reason mm -hmm. why the XFL hasn't worked and all that because there was only one guy right. that had the cash and they was only willing to lose so much because you're going to have to be willing to lose hundreds of millions of dollars for a mm -hmm. few years to build it to a point where you start making billions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We, we, we didn't expect to get so long on this, but as y'all can see, we get frustrated. It's, with, it's frustrating. It just <laughs> gets taken advantage of. Let's talk about some of the games. Um, the week 18, that's, that sounds funny to say in itself. <laughs> week 18, uh, started Saturday and that started the teams that had nothing to lose. They were out of the playoffs. All of them with the exception of the New York Giants actually showed up in week 18 and gave the teams that they were playing that had stuff to lose good fights. And it started with the Broncos Giving the Chiefs everything they want, the Chiefs finally end up winning 28-24. Um, the Eagles were in the Cowboys game for about a quarter and a half, but also the Eagles didn't play a lot of their starters because they were trying to get ready for the playoffs. So Dak had a monster game, blew out the Eagles. Yeah, them Cowboy fans, y'all went 6-0 and in the NFC East. Now let's see what y'all can do when y'all start playing playoff games. San Fran. <laughs> yeah, the so nine is coming to town. But the games on Sunday? Woo! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. The games on Sunday were crazy. <laughs> I mean, with, with the last game, I'm going to start with the last game first. <laughs> the Raiders versus the Chargers. Man. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. That um, that game was crazy. Had Steelers fans up to almost midnight <laughs> trying to see if they was gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was with you, Ed. I, I was never with was. You. I, I was like, <laughs> I was with you. I was like, Whoo. it ain't over, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so, so that was a great game. What y'all think about the the, the Raiders Chargers game? It was a nail biter, man. It was like back and forth, like a like a slugfest, a heavyweight bout. And, you know, a lot of people thought 
oh, well, maybe they'll just, you know, end it on a tie in good faith. That way they both make it to the playoffs. Oakland was, I mean, Vegas was like, nah, <laughs> we about to just end this one here. And thankfully for the Steelers, that happened. If, if a, see, here we go with this black coach thing again. If a black coach made the decisions that the Chargers head coach made <laughs> that game, for instance, going on fourth down. Yeah, on the 18. On God his line. 18. Oh, my God. Yes. you given yes. you given the Raiders three points. Five. Minimum, minimum three points. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he just – then he called a timeout. He called a timeout at the end of the game in overtime. And the Raiders the Ra- was going to let it be a tie. The Raiders mm-hmm. was going to let it be a tie. Josh Jacobs, thank goodness, first down – Rest is history, but <laughs> so yeah, I think it was really going. They like the Raiders were just going to have it. Like he, you know, they admitted it. Hmm. They admitted it. They was like yeah, they were talking about it on the sidelines, and when they when they didn't call a timeout, they was like, okay, we can just let this clock run out, and we both in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL wouldn't consider that cheating, man. Because you that that's crazy, man. See, stuff like that just really makes me irritated about sports in general. Because it's not like they were on the other side of the field and it wouldn't have mattered. They were still in field goal range. So why would you allow the jump to just run the clock out? That really irritates me that that was even a possibility. Yeah, they weren't in the field goal range. Until that last eight yard run, I don't care. Big Reg, they they could have kicked it, they could have missed it. But the fact is, at least try to win the game instead of just saying, Oh, we just going in in a tie. That that just stunk to me. I'm I'm glad he did call a timeout because I wanted a conclusion to that game and not like a team like the Steelers not getting in because they decided they was going to sing kumbaya and just allow the clock to run out and walk away with a tie. Walk off hand in hand. (laughs) But I like Derek Carr. He's the kind of quarterback that I wish we had in Washington. That dude is gritty. He grinds. His team loves and respects him. They rally He's behind everything him. to that team. And I love, right, they rally around him. And I think just seeing that, I mean, we watched two really good and dynamic quarterbacks. I, I, Justin Herbert is just really the future uh, of that team. And I think they'll go as far as him. I just think it came down. I'm happy for my dad that the Raiders won and they're in. You know, it, it's just it's just having a good feeling in, in the Bradford side of the family. Yeah. If you think about Carl, Carl's been in the league for seven years. He's had mm-hmm. five head coaches. I know. And that, that sounds like Washington. Six <laughs> offensive, six offensive coordinators. Whew. How are you going to succeed with that? Jason yeah. Campbell. And plus with the off the field stuff too. This was definitely yeah. like, I mean, it pulled at the heartstrings too, like for them to overcome so much to make it to the playoffs. They yeah. never like gave up when many people wrote them off, like, man, how are you going to overcome this? And they, you know, they did. If anybody earned an extension, Carr earned an extension. He's got one more year left on his current contract. Mm-hmm. He earned an extension because he carried that organization after all hell broke loose this year. So And he conducts himself mm-hmm. like a professional on and off. Absolutely. He does. Yeah. He does. And even he's like, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, even quoting Kobe when he was uh, interviewed, like, Job's not finished. <laughs> and he's a thousand percent down with the Raiders. Cause y'all remember the summer when they were talking about possibly rumors uh-huh. out there is trading them. They're like, Y'all can trade, you can trade me if you want to. I'm not going. 
BJ. <laughs> BJ, you crazy. <laughs> but BJ, why were your people even in the situation they were in? Because we tied raggedy Detroit. Because yeah. we tied Detroit, but in the actual game, the Indianapolis Colts laid a freaking egg in Did Jacksonville. My man Wentz, my man Wentz. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it. I feel. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, Wentz is just terrible. I don't think he's a professional quarterback. See, before it was just the injuries was it was a was bad, but now. It's not even his injuries. It's just like he sucks. It's just he can't play the game. He sucks. Yeah, he looks shell shocked. That now that's a quarterback that looks shell shocked. He just can't get out of his own way, <laughs> and that's that's his story. He just can't get out of his own way. <laughs> my cousin said. My cousin said <laughs> the cold. Oh, Wentz. Yeah, look, man. Well, yeah, it, it was right. It was wide open for him. To, to, to win it and but he showed that same moxie in Philadelphia. He just can't get it done. That's why they got yeah, rid he, of him. Yeah, he, he Wentz is a problem. Wentz unfortunately is um actually I'm not even gonna use that parallel. Wentz is probably a backup quarterback now. Mm-hmm. He may have two good games a year in him. But if you have to rely on him, you got a problem. Just think about it. He had an 1,800-yard rusher. And didn't use him. And had a worse record at Indy this year than they had last year with a quarterback that was half-retired, who had already accepted a head coaching job for a high school football team and had a noodle (laughs) for an arm. And the crazy part is Rivers would have came back to play for him this year. Yeah. With no problem, his name should be Wex because he definitely wet the bed. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man! Um, so 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 let's talk about your Steelers. Ed. I mean, in a classic uh, AFC North battle, uh, two teams that offense wasn't pretty, the defense was gritty. But they got it done in overtime. I'm gonna just keep it real, man. We suck. <laughs> Look, Pittsburgh. I'm glad. I'm glad. Obviously, I'm glad Pittsburgh won the game. But I gotta keep it. I gotta be honest. Ben is done. Um, his his the, the talent around him, as far as the offensive side of the football, is is except for the running back, is 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 nothing to write home about. Everyone could be cut, as far as I'm concerned. Um, as far Except as your boy TJ Watt, shout out said, to TJ Watt. No, 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 no. I said on the offensive side. Okay, okay. Woo. The defensive side, we got two players. We have Watt, and then we have we have um, Hayward. Other than that, we we just you know we just we just biding time right now. So they made the playoffs. Congratulations. The you know I watched what I saw in the game. I seen two flawed teams. The Ravens have their issues this year. Pittsburgh has their issues this year, and you know we made the playoffs. So, congratulations! Oh. You know Ben lives a, to, to fight another day, but it's 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 for not. 
Yeah, you sound like you accepting an award, Ed. Talking about like that's <laughs> a lifetime achievement. Uh, see, right. people don't realize me and Ed are real. Yeah, we, mm. we may like teams, but we real about the situation. Yeah, yeah. Man, we don't all forget real, we was talking all year about yeah. Alabama's issue with the offensive line <laughs> and stuff like real. that. So we get we get real. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, think, y'all yeah, receivers and, uh, are think, soft because uh, y'all like them divas. Go back to AB. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Like. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, thought, like. I thought we was and getting Juju something special. Hold on. I thought we was getting something special out of Notre Dame, and he ends up being – he wants to be a social media star. Him but and he, Juju. But, but he can play, though. But he, he can't can catch. Now he can't catch, Big Ed. That's crazy. Now he can't okay. catch. You he know the dude can catch. So that, that right. that's going let, a little let, bit Let's move far. on. Let's yeah, move on. Two more quick tough. games just to hit real quick <laughs> before we talk about the uh, the wild cards. Uh, yo, um, I'm sorry. The 49ers. Yes. They they got uh, <laughs> they got your your man uh, uh, young geniuses number. Uh, it, the Rams have a problem. If they have to deal with the 49ers, they can't. Don McVay cannot Debo. beat him for whatever he wants to. And Debo Samuel were threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and then had almost 100 yards receiving. Work. Yeah. <laughs> so. they, they ain't going to have to worry about them again. I hate to say it, but I think Dallas going to handle business on them. But the Rams got a problem because the quarterback that they sent a first-round pick – a third round pick and gave up a former first round pick for has thrown eight interceptions in the past four weeks. We, we saw this already. He we, he did the same thing when he was in Detroit. Yeah. Hmm. So, and, and lastly, I, I got to shout out my, uh, the, not the Bucks because the Bucks are good. We know that. But y'all see what Tom Brady did. And this goes back to how crazy and idiotic AB is. The Bucs are blowing out the Panthers. It's in the fourth quarter. They ready to pull all the starters. And Tom Brady said, no. You can see him mouth to the offensive coordinator, no, I'm going back in. Because he knew Gronk needed one more catch and like nine more yards for a million-dollar bonus. And he made sure he did that. And he got got him to catch the next play and then came off the field. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Had you stayed, AB, that could have been you, bro. Yeah, that could have been you. There was enough to go around. Yeah. So the number one seeds in the AFC are the Tennessee Titans. Number one seed in the NFC are the Green Bay Packers. So let's talk about some of these matchups that we got. Starting Saturday, you got the number five Las Vegas Raiders facing going to and facing the number four Cincinnati Bengals, four thirty. Mm. Mm. Who you got? I want mm. the Raiders to win. I really want the Raiders to win. Me but too. Me too. I don't. Um. I think. I think. I think playoffs are when like the big boys step up, and you see like you know the the, the experience overcomes the you know the the flash in the pan, and I think uh, the Raiders will uh, show just that. So I got the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going Raiders, no doubt. Okay. Joe Burrow been playing out of his mind the last two games. If he if his knee is healthy, I think the, the Bengals offense game, might be an issue. Knees might get. But I, I would love to see the Raiders continue to win. The nightcap on Saturday is the uh, the the trilogy, 
the New England Patriots go back to Buffalo. If the wind isn't blowing, do the Patriots have a shot against against the Bills? Because the Bills would love to put it on them in Buffalo and erase that embarrassment from earlier this year. I take I take New England. Let's go Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo gonna get it done. Um, New England to me kind of faltered down the stretch of the season, and I think we've seen some regression from Mac Jones just a little bit. I think on this big stage as a rookie, I think this is where uh, Josh really outshines him in this game. I think Buffalo will take it. If the weather's good, I like Buffalo. But we got to be real. Josh Allen uh been struggling last month of the season. Luckily, he's been using his legs to make some touchdowns. So if it's uh, a good day, they're going to be okay. But if the weather's a little bad and old Bill can put some trickery in there, it should be an interesting game. Well, he not Carson Wentz. I think he can get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I hear you. I hear you. On Sunday, we got a triple header. We start off with the Eagles visiting the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa. Mm. Yeah. I, I, anybody like the Eagles? We, we, we know Eagles. you got us. We know you got to do that you for the household. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we know you got to do that you for the household. So we're going we to give you a break. Janine will be screaming at you. From, yeah, you already know. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. You yeah. see that, Jay Wills? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I think I think the Bucks should win this. The Eagles might give them a tr- trouble for a half with that running game if they can get it going. But other than that, I don't think they can score enough. 430, you got the 49ers visiting the Cowboys. I got the 49ers. I got the Niners, baby. even with come on now they ain't ready i just think going into texas i just think that uh dallas is just playing inspired football i didn't say he's gonna win the super bowl so knock it off i just think that (laughs) because san francisco's got to travel into that environment and dak is due to have one of those just silly games i just think they put the 49ers out of their misery and dallas will lose the next week so If Dallas wins, it's not going to be because of that. If Dallas wins, it's going to be because Michael Parsons and that defensive line makes Jimmy G turn into Jimmy G. Oh, that's easy to do. And that's that's how they – it's going to be the defense that makes them win. I don't think it's going to be the offense. 49ers? Defense ain't no slouch either, though, so you got to give them that – it's gonna be I, I agree, one. but Jimmy G will give the game away if you yeah. get enough pressure on him. I think yeah. Dallas's passing attack going to get him problems. Yeah. And the nightcap, the Steelers go, go to see Mr. <laughs> Mahomes in Kansas City. I'm going to watch the whole game because this will be Ben's last game. <laughs> but you don't give him any chance, Ed? No, no chance? chance. Hey. What? Watt can't give Mahomes no trouble. I think Watt is obviously the best pass rusher in the NFL, obviously. But I mean, one man don't make a make a make a victory. I, I just no, I can't I can't I can't see it. We'd have no one to cover uh uh Kelsey. They give us problems when they Kelsey gave us problems before we had these issues, like three or four years ago, he was giving us problems. Now it's just in mm-hmm. fact the, the worst game Pittsburgh played this year was just 
two weeks, three weeks ago against Kansas City. So I was just about to ask. Refresh my memory. Uh, I don't see anything changing. Look, it's a good story. It's a good feel good story. I'm glad Ben has one more chance to go out on prime time, but that's it. Okay. BJ, it's not gonna happen, brother. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. It's not it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not. And the night the Monday night, we get a uh actual Ooh. wild card Monday night. Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams three. Mm. Mm. Both have won a game this year. Who you got? I'll go with Arizona. Uh, I'm going to say Rams. Matthew Stafford really makes me nervous because when he has a terrible game, he has a terrible game. And I'm just thinking that in this spot, he was brought there to bring home the trophy. Mm-hmm. And I just think, but Arizona just hasn't played like like they've been slipping. Yeah, I, too, I gotta go with I gotta go with Rams on this one. Rams. Hold on, is D Hop gonna be back for that yes. game? Or? Yes. Yeah, that don't matter. I'm going Rams. <laughs> yeah, because he man. he might not be that dude. You know, coming back off an of injury, he might not be that dude. Cardinals have been playing ugly football. Um, but if they get D Hop back and they get JJ in this game, oh, I think yeah. they could give the Rams some problems. Um, I think they give the Rams some problems. I, I, that's the game of the weekend for me. I can't wait to see that game. Um, let's talk about the NBA real quick. And um, I'm going to let you guys hit this story real quick. Uh, Give us a couple of minutes about uh, the Clay Thompson return. And if you give me a couple of seconds, y'all take this. I'll be right back a couple minutes. I have a quick emergency that I have to go take care of. Yeah, well, Clay definitely, uh, uh, James Harden first coined the term scary hours, but I think this was the term with uh, Clay returning. Definitely going to be scary hours ahead for the opponents of. Uh, that uh, faces the Warriors. I mean, the man scored like 17 points in how many minutes? Like 18 minutes. So, like, he he, he was back like he never left. So, like, and it kills me to say this as a Laker fan, but I definitely see uh, Golden State being uh, one of them last teams standing. What y'all say? Come on, Jay Williams. Come on. Sorry, I had myself muted there. I completely, I agree with you. The guys look scary. It brings a balance to their offense. It showed up early in the first quarter where a defender <clears throat> was getting ready to clear out on Steph. Steph passed it to Clay. Well, no, he passed it back to Steph. And the defender was about to run up to Steph, but he immediately knew that's not Jerome Wiggins I'm leaving free. That's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. That's a game changer right there. And your man put up 18 shots in 20 minutes to Steph Curry. Steph Curry said, well, that, that looks that looks about right. Yeah, that, he's, that's back. Right. he's back. He's back. <laughs> that strong play he made to dunk on homeboy, we're talking about a return, yeah. a, a repaired ACL and a hamstring. So both your left and right legs have been beat up. And one of your first buckets is to dunk on somebody. I love it. Clay is back. The balance is back to their offense. The whole Western Conference is in trouble. 
But not just the Western Conference. I felt as soon as Clay dunked the ball, Kyrie would have jumped up to try to get an appointment to get a vaccination because that's <laughs> serving notice to the entire league that mm-hmm. Golden State is about that work and that business. And I know, I know for a fact Phoenix was watching. They shaking. L.A., we know they shaking. But now they have served notice that not only do we have our monster, one of our monsters back, but we got this young nucleus that can rival anybody in the league. Because remember, they had the best record before he even stepped foot on the floor. So now that you have him on the floor, who can compete with that team if they're on in a seven-game series? It's going to be real hard to say. And you know I'm, I'm a Bucks fan. But seeing that, I was like, yo, yeah. who is going and to let's not forget Wiseman. Wiseman has yet to right. come back. So that's another one. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are now legitimately 13 deep. Legitimately. They can take their whole starting five off the court and put in a different five and still give a bunch of teams problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Their second scared. squad is definitely better than a lot of people's second squad, guaranteed. And they flow better. Selfless yeah. basketball. And they put Poole back to the bench, and he's been playing like a starter since last season, but definitely this season. So now they got a star, a, a, a legitimate 20-point score that pushes that second team with the old vet Igadawa. Yeah, they're they going to be about him. He's now, still got a job. Will be the yeah, yeah, you do. Tonight will be the litmus test, though, because you got another team on the come up in Memphis that yeah, they'll be yeah. facing tonight. So yeah, we'll definitely yeah. see. Yeah, John Morant and Junior are putting up big numbers in Memphis doing that thing. But yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see. But I think they're going to take it slow with Clay. Um, the, the Kerr's already said he's not going to play him in back to backs. They only limit him to like 20 to 22 minutes. So they're going to build him up. Um, but without any injury, y'all think Golden State's the favorite to come out the West? They was the favorite before Clay came right back. Now, yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> I, yeah. I was trying to give Phoenix a little love. I mean, they are the defending Western Conference champions. Mm. Yeah, it's still going to be a good series if it comes down it to is. those two. But, yeah, I, I, I don't see how in a head-to-head seven-game series that that team now gets beat by anybody. All right, let's talk about Jay Will's favorite player. He's back, but only on a part-time basis. You can't see him at home, but if you're lucky enough to be on the road, you might get a chance to see him. What's up with your boy Kyrie Irving and his And they're still losing and still losing. Yeah, they sure are. That crossover is still automatic, man. The guy's yeah. definitely talented, but I don't know how. How do you even jail? I, I don't know how it works out. Can, can he? So he can practice in New York. Is that correct? He can practice. I have no idea. Yes, they they worked out a situation where the Brooklyn Nets have gotten their practice facility classified as an office building, right? Not a practice <laughs> facility. Right. So because it's an office building, you don't have to be vaccinated to use the gym in office buildings. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. So I don't think it should work, but if KD, if KD Harden and them feel like they can work it out somehow, they can manage it. I don't know if the players or certain individuals are going to be too upset with them. 
because they feel as though, look, that's your decision. You know, you got younger guys who really don't feel like you need to make this move for all of us. They seem like they're taking a step back. Who knows if they could keep, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, but it, it may work out. Who knows? Who knows? You got him on the road. If you get into the playoffs, he's there for the away games. No, but we don't know that, Jay Wills, because it might be a situation like Mr. Bill in D.C., who's already on the COVID list yeah, for the second sure time is. in a month. Another idiot. Because and I he's like not him. vaccinated. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he took his first shot, though. Okay, he's not fully vaccinated. He's not fully vaccinated yet. Come on, yeah, Kyrie. Yeah. Follow suit. It's gonna be crazy though. What what if the Nets have to play Toronto? Who's playing better ball? And he can't go to Canada. He can't even play on the road then. That's true. Nope. How yeah. how do you plan for a playoff push when you got a guy every other game or every third game? Because you play two, two, one, one, one. Now, is this much different than, than Kawhi when he was in Toronto with load management? Yeah, but Kawhi was there so for the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, right. Could, that's, right. that's right. He could play at home if he wanted to. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. They that's asked true. KD if KD was going to try to put the pressure on Kyrie to go ahead and get vaccinated so they could have him for the end of the year. He said he wasn't going to do that, but. I mean, Kyrie is a bonus. If I'm KD or I'm James Harden, I'm looking at the next man like man. Bonus? He's a bonus. He is a bonus. You got Kevin Durant, one of your top five, and you got James Harden, one of your top ten. He should be considered a bonus. Yeah, but James Harden ain't James Harden anymore. He's yeah. James Harden getting back to himself. I think he's slowly but surely getting back to himself. I remember mentioning that he's not one of the quicker, smaller, more handsy guards, so his game would take a little yeah, longer to adjust. But yeah. he is adjusting. But that, that's still a two-headed monster. It, it's just I, like in Golden State. I, <laughs> I want I you to say so. <laughs> I responded. Ronaldo, yeah, they do. I ain't going to lie. But let's see how they all let's see how they mess with everybody's back healthy because not everybody's healthy, Ronaldo. And let's see what they do after the trade deadline. Ronaldo oh, served you with the headshot. He looked like he had yeah. a yeah, I, this, this is, he, he a newbie, he a newbie to this chat. No, no, he, he not new. He not new. He's been there before. Well, to me, he is. I ain't gonna be the Lakers slander. So. Hey, I gotta give the Lakers some props. They letting the young boys play, and the young boys are doing pretty good. But, oh, but uh, speaking of which, LeBron even talking to them young boys. That's me right now with that slander on the leg, because I ain't tolerating no disrespect now. I ain't going to disrespect me. <laughs> i tell you what. With the way Malik Monk is playing basketball, I would definitely be side-eyeing Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Did you see him? At, I'm sorry. I digress. But did you see him at the uh, press conference afterwards? Man looks so dejected. And he was talking about oh, um, him being the starting point guard. I was like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all this was going to come unraveled in L.A. I told you. Yeah, it's a shame. Both L.A. teams are just <laughs> dealing with one form of drama or the other. The, oh, the Clippers yeah, can't get right. healthy. Yeah, and the Lakers just, seem like they're get getting, they can't get healthy and they're getting older by the day. Yeah, and your boy are. Westbrook is just like he in his own world. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He in his yeah, own he world. He like, hey, I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
go ahead and throw that comment back up. I need that photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but they do look like a rec league team. Them old boys that should be on the court that get that get run off, and somebody else calling next. <laughs> it sound like me out there. It's just cardio, baby. It's just cardio. They look like they're cardio. <laughs> like, good game, good game, out. man. Good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see y'all uh, yeah. next, 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 next game. <laughs> so, is there anything else y'all want to hit in the NBA real quick before um, we go ahead to our final quick, post? Uh, Philly's on a uh, a good winning streak right now. Like they they seem to be carrying on all right without uh without Ben, and, I, and I'm curious to see. If they make any moves, or if they just wait until the uh, draft and then you know dump them there, yeah, they got to resolve that issue. It looks like the players have moved on. Jay Wills, uh, it wasn't that funny, bro. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still <laughs> that Bama's eyes watering, like bro. Mine too. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, and, that was funny, Joe. And, and, and the young point guard or young guard that's taking Ben's place is actually playing pretty good ball. So yes. they, they just need to go ahead and stop being, you know, trying to prove a point and go ahead and pull the trigger and get what they can get for Ben and move on. Because if they don't do that, that's going to hang over that team for the rest of the season. Well, they mm-hmm. made what, 11 million back. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with Ben Simmons, they made 11 million back. <laughs> Man, you yeah. talk about a, a multi, multi, multi billionaire. He worried about that 11 million. He just trying to prove a point. When you cheap, you cheap. They're gonna make twenty-two million back off this man. Oh, Ronaldo's your cousin Ed? Yeah, I should have known. But like real, real. That's my man. Utah's looking kind of shaky. Like they might, they might fall out their third spot if they ain't careful. Because to lose to Detroit like that, I know it was an off night, but still, you shouldn't, you know. Yeah. Your squad. <laughs> I think we will start to see teams gear up as usual once the uh, NBA All-Star games. That's when you really start to see the teams starting to get everything into in the gear. But um, by that time, uh, Golden State and Phoenix may be, be so far team. out front mm-hmm. <laughs> that everybody else be playing for trying to see who's going to be the third through the sixth seed and, yeah, and then the six. play-in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so i enjoyed that i enjoyed yeah. that yeah. It, it, so we will get more in the nba now that the college football season is wrapped up <laughs> fellas um we ran a little long but we had to get into that uh to the situation in the nfl yeah. and that crazy firing with brian flores it is time we're going to skip the post takes this week we'll re- have them back uh next time professor jay is with us so it's time for our final post. So let's get up out of here. Ed, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'm interested to see how this this NFL playoff is going to play out um, because COVID is going to rear its ugly head against one of these stars or multiple stars. And I want to see how it works out because there's going to be teams that are favored and all of a sudden that, that star player is going to go on that COVID list and it's just going to wreck Vegas and it's going to wreck someone's fantasy. If they do, it's, it's just going to be a complete disaster. So – I can't wait. Since you're up. I uh, just want to give a, um, well, I want to do an off sports topic. Just want to give a quick shout out, um, a rest in peace um, tribute to uh, quintessential gentlemen, the epitome of black excellence in my book, Sir Sidney Poitier, as you see, that's watching over me. Like, you know, it was lived a really good life, 
94 years, you know, wish you could have had him for, you know, a little bit longer, but God had other plans. So uh, rest in um, eternal and uh, peaceful rest, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jay Wills, hard to follow, but you are partner. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just excited to be here with you guys. It's been a while. Hold on now. One second. Yes, is this the YMCA in the L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get some run? <laughs> trying to get a 10-day contract. <laughs> Clearly, go for it. anybody. You as know. long as you can play defense. You, yeah, we, 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 we'll take you. But I'm just excited to be here with you guys. Everybody uh, out there who's watching the show, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, stay safe. Cool, cool, cool. Professor, you up? Yeah, Ronaldo, Ed, leave it up to my cousin Sense to act like he ain't see Sidney Poitier over my shoulder, and that was my final post. But we we going to go ahead and move <laughs> on from that because he, he he blessed Morehouse College, my alma mater, with his, his grace, his presence, his love. Heaven has received a wonderful angel. But I'm going to switch it up then and say – you know, to the love of my life, Janine Bradford. That's why I'm donning her favorite team tonight. In just two days, we will usher in our new baby girl, Jalen Antonia. So just want to let you know that she is going to be healthy. And when she arrives, Jay Wills, I will feel every bit of your pain. My you. That's way better but keep than my them prayers going. What you talking about? God That's bless. way better. You got it. And, and professor, you took my final post. <laughs> we got great minds, right? Because you, my post takes was all about Novak Djokovic, and you just went in on the quick end. Uh, I like to say congrats uh, again to the professor and his beautiful wife Janine. Uh, congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. We, we we're happy that we're gonna have another member of the family, and you know. The fellas are here for y'all, so y'all need just just no reach cuts. out. We be here, so y'all may y'all probably won't see Professor a lot in the near future because he's gonna be sleep deprived for a while. <laughs> for sure. And, and I also gotta give a shout out to one more of our members, my man Jay Wills, or as he's also known as Champ Champ. Jay mm -hmm. Wills won not only the post fantasy football oh, league, yeah. but won a second title in another fantasy football league, and he just began. So, congratulations, champ, champ. Appreciate you all. Thank you all so much. It was fun. I learned a lot from you guys, and what I learned from you all, I used on you all. So, <laughs> yes, you did. Right. Yes, yeah, you did. Right. And you sure did. keeping a receiver from me late in the year that probably yeah. could have helped me win my playoff mm, game. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thanks, BJ. Yeah, I, I'll be the commissioner. Be calling you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Enjoy. Saw that Jonathan Taylor when I had the chance. <laughs> so as usual we like to thank you all for tuning in especially today we went a little long but we had a serious topic that we wanted to get into and we definitely had to talk some NBA uh, we appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you please tune in each and every Tuesday 7pm 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 of us are going to be here we're going to talk sports and give it to you real and raw and what we know about it so again if you can't catch the live show, again, we're here every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Rain, shine, snow, we here. As long as we got power, we on. <laughs> but if you can't catch the live show, you can tune into our Facebook chat page, 
our YouTube channel, Positions on Sports Talk Show. If you like podcasting, go to your favorite podcast network. Just put in Positions on Sports Talk Show. We're there as well. If you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Positions on SPO1. We appreciate you. If you visit any of our platforms, we'd appreciate it if you like and subscribe. Subscriptions are free and give us all your feedback. We will be here next week. We'll have a new member of the family with us. Congratulations again to the professor and Janine. We will see you next week. God bless and stay safe, everybody. God bless Peace. you. Peace. Go Lakers.